your money back for stuff. But we weren't able to get my, my fabric back, so I was upset. But my sister bought me a better one, so I was happy. Yay! Yay. So many, I'm show Definitely read the fine print online. That's the thing. They said, this was, um, no offense to any Chinese person, but a lot of stuff that I've gotten out from China have been very, very bad purchases or they're not as described or pictured. Mm-hmm. Don't just grab any old person's picture, put it there, and then you get something in the mail. You're like, what is this? <laughs> this is Halloween-ish. You know yep. what I mean? Like, nobody can wear this wig anywhere. Tell me why people were talking about, you know, Afro puff ponytails. They had them on white models. Right? <laughs> You're just like, this is not as advertised. So Why? they said five yards of fabric, but they were like, oh, yeah, you're going to get this five yards. We're going to get two and a half of one and then two and a half of something you didn't ask for. <laughs> and I was like, bitch, where's my fabric? <laughs> What's uh, up, you guys? It's Blur Talk with Lola and Whitney. And as you've heard from our little uh, Bush Ford, it well, pre-show uh pre-game <laughs> we have a special guest with us today our dear friend chadney say hi chadney hello 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 <laughs> we're so happy to have you here i'm gonna clap it up and i'm happy to be here <laughs> yes thank you for joining us today on blurred talk with bowen and whitney oh yeah we got an awesome discussion plan for you guys because we're gonna be talking about the what which movie we talking about whitney the woman well woman king i always thought it was the but when i was like wait is it now i gotta double check is it the woman I king? It you're right king. it is the woman king because at first okay i thought the opposite i kept looking at, I, thought, I thought it was just woman king okay. and then i looked at because i don't know i'm just very ocd about that i was like i gotta get all of the the <laughs> the wording and the capitalization and everything right for the title but you're right the woman king Anyway, we're watching the awesome, <laughs> fantastic, number one film right now, Woman King. I go, Woman-king. What was it in um in Wakanda? What did they say? They say um Ibambe, right? Yeah, but what what comes after Ibambe? I think they just say Ibambe. They repeat the same thing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So there's like it's like a call and comeback. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they just have a chant, like um, even in Black Panther uh, for the um, the mountain tribe mm-hmm. where Mbaku is, they just say Mafa, and then I think the other ones say Hoo 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 or something after that. Or they just say Mefa again. I don't know. But there's like a call and response thing you do, right? Mm. So, Ibambe, and then they just say Ibambe back. Ibambe. Yeah. Ibambe. Ibambe. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. So, but for this one, the Dahomey <laughs> have theirs, and it's called, the, for the Egoji, they say the Agoji. Wusu. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about it, Chad? Wasn't it awesome? incredibly awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll get into it we'll get yeah, into it we'll get but around first to we it. are going to do our blurting out segment oh blurting out segment uh, maybe that's gonna be it's a, a new it's little a, song it's a different one yeah. it's like the anime different uh intro that they yes, introduced exactly it. <laughs> exactly that's just what was, i feel like today we had a different one Earlier, I on. know. I usually do blurred out, blurred out. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> I don't know if it's because my lovely friend is here. This is like a part two. Lovely. 
So I have to be like, learn song out segment. <laughs> Where they do a whole new remix. Exactly. That's going to be the new one for the rest of the year. Learning out segment. Remind me that you were <laughs> Anyway, so you guys know our blurting out segments where we talk about some stuff. We are blurting out about different things. And because we are good hosts, aren't we, Whitney? We try to be. Yes, we do. We're going to let our guests go first. Oh, so yeah. Chad, what are you blurting out about? Well, boy, you'd be proud of me. Hey. Um, I finally <laughs> picked up um, in every mirror she's black. Ooh, yes. Talk about it. Oh, so nice. So I'm on chapter six, and I just want to shout out the local libraries for offering free audiobooks, mm-hmm. e-books. Oh, so nice. I'm, I'm loving it so far, and it's making me just enjoy reading again. Yeah. I used to read when I was a child. And then just got away from me due to the internet, mm-hmm. you know, back in the 90s. And that became the obsession. But now just finally getting back into it and then just learning that finding the genre that you like to read or genres just makes it more enjoyable. So, so far, so good. I'll let you know when I finish it. What is your genre, Chad? <laughs> um, book genre, because I know movie genres and book genres can be different for people. So, like, as a child, it used to be like mystery mm. um, kind of books. And, you know, I'll just tell you all I want to embarrass myself, but I used to love um, Babysitter Club. Oh, my God. Oh, I, love them. Okay. I, still, I used to watch the show back yes. in the day, so I don't blame you. So I still have all the books to this day. Like I cannot get rid of them. So hopefully if I have a child one day, little girl, they'll go to her. Okay. But, like, I, again, they're like, they're my parents' house locked away i cannot get rid of them it's no, just it's a little cool. piece of my childhood yeah you awesome. know now i can go back to it but yeah um again um kind of thriller mystery and just trying to branch into other genres as well fiction is a book you suggested mm-hmm. um but yeah can I tell you, I used to love, like, I, I'm not going to lie. This is not a guilty pleasure at all. I'm just going to say, growing up, I loved the American Girl collection. Yes. I read, like, most of them. I just didn't really care for the, like, the colonial girl or the that Dutch girl or whatever. I was like, I don't care. But from the Victorian <laughs> girl down, I was reading them. And I everyone used to think it was so nerdy. But I didn't care. I was like, I love the American Girl. I love them. So when you talk about the babies, I'm like, I'm not, mm, I'm all for it. But I'm so happy you're reading the book. Yes. I'm glad you're liking it. Yes. My book genre is so different. <laughs> well, it's just something I used to read as a kid. Like, I like different things, but I loved historical fiction because I liked history. Mm-hmm. So I was down to read those kind of things. Um, and I enjoyed it very much. Yeah. I never read either of those book series. My book series was Animorphs. Yeah. Growing I up. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've got like a whole shelf. I didn't ever finish the series. I should probably go back and try to do that. But like almost a whole shelf of the bookcase is just animals because they made like five fifty bazillion of those books Th- there were wow. a lot of them someone wow. used to work in the library i remember them and i remember the tv show i like the yeah. tv show but i don't know why as a young girl i just couldn't get into animorph books like mm. goosebumps those ones i couldn't get into them i well, was I like remember never goosebumps. a horror movie okay. i mean well i liked the, the series like the television show it was good i wish they had finished that but they they canceled it can you really finish it though because weren't they all pretty much like anthology like each story was a different type of thing though? no they had come up with the show where they were all together and there was stuff going on but they never like it just never finished. I don't. I think they canceled the series. Oh, you so, know what? Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps mixed up with Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, no, that's different. Yeah. Can you kind of summarize Animorphs? Because I've never heard of it. Oh. <laughs> so Animorphs is this book series where these five kids, they're just out hanging out one day. Like, I assume they're teenagers. They could be preteens. It's, they don't give you too many details because they don't want you to be able to guess, like, who they are, where they're at. I mean, you get their name, their first names, but... 
they're out one night and they see an alien ship crash land and so this um what are they called they're, so they're the okay so under the main villains are kind of the hork bajir but they're a race that was like subjugated by the main villains are they the yerks i'm trying to remember what the I'm name i'm glad she remember because i don't remember the name but like she remember remember these things thing. they're not like they don't look that intimidating because they're basically these slugs but they're parasites mm -hmm. so they get into the person's brain and they control people so they've been like on earth for a while like so subjugating cool. the human race just like they did to the hork bajir and these other like alien um species but ones that were fighting them and i'm trying to remember what their names are what the name of their like alien race is i can't I can't recall. But anyway, this dying prince from this alien race that's like fighting them gives them the power to morph into different animals. All they have to do is touch the animal. And once mm -hmm. they do, they can morph into it. But they can only hold the form. I think it's for two hours. And if they stay in the form for more than two hours, they'll be trapped in that form. So they have to come back mm -hmm. out before they hit the two hour mark so it's these five kids who are basically like a guerrilla force because it's just the five of them trying to fight an entire mm -hmm. like freaking invasion of these uh alien parasites yeah wow. it's up her alley science fiction wow. it's, it's fantasy science fiction is mm -hmm. what she liked growing up and i liked i probably watched more of that than i read but as like a like a mid like an elementary school person mm -hmm. i was just down with all the girly books i really was <laughs> And I've um, never read the girly books. Or the black <laughs> books or like poetry mm -hmm. books or something like that. I, that was what I was in. Or historical books. I really did like historical fiction. Mm -hmm. But I like stuff like the Boxcar Kids, something oh, like yeah. that. Or I like think Encyclopedia I read a Brown. Of I think I read some of Encyclopedia Brown too. Those kinds. Those the twins mysteries. that were in high school. I think there was a book called? about that. Ooh. It was one of those girly, you know, preteen books. Yes, there was a book about two young girls that did something. And it's not Mary Kay National. No. <laughs> I can't remember. But I, you know, another one I did remember, and this was like elementary school rather than the anamorph type things or further on. The Amelia Bedelia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Amelia Bedelia. Amelia Bedelia, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so many series now, like for the, for the kids and the girls. And I liked um, Encyclopedia Brown because you oh, got to yeah. pick your own adventure. It's like. It's like if you wanted this, go to this page, and if you wanted that, then go to stay on this page. You know, I did like, enjoy Encyclopedia Brown. That was really Brown. cool. But so, I'm just glad you got into reading. I'm, I hope you love the book because it's it's really good. Um, so maybe you found your genre because I know like I've been reading these new books written by black and um black and African authors, and I feel like I like find a like a niche. Like mm -hmm. I just been digging in to these romance books or mm -hmm. like just books written by them mm -hmm. uh by black and african stories and mm -hmm. it's like really really enriching like i get really engrossed and i'm more than i have i've been reading more books this year than i normally do mm -hmm. so i'm enjoying it so i'm glad you're liking it yes. that's cool it's so yeah. nice that somebody takes someone's recommendation oh my god <laughs> can you stop with me how many episodes <laughs> are we gonna have to talk about dark angel until you read it Anyway, <laughs> Whitney, why don't you go first now? It's going to be your Christmas you present, next? then you'll have to read it. <laughs> oh, my God, fine. You can do that. You know, I was you teaching my her. Sunday school kids about <laughs> angels and demons today. So this is interesting. 
<laughs> All right, why don't you go next for your blurred out? All right, so I've been blurting out. I'm still watching it, but I finally got around because, you know, after we got into our kind of like anime episode phase, mm. I wanted to continue. I was like, oh, I want to find some more good ones to watch. So I have started watching My Hero Academia. Oh, no, you have not before me? Yes. Yeah, I, I started before you, though. I'm you not did? Gonna lie. I didn't I did. know you had started. I just fell asleep on the first episode. Okay. Okay. Because, like, the girl, like, BlurCon did tell us, is that the one that she said it starts yep. off slightly shallow? Yep. Because, like, yeah, I watched the first couple episodes, and I'm like, I might switch to one of the other two recommendations we got. Exactly. But then she's right. Like, maybe about five episodes in or something. I'm like, okay, we're picking up. And I'm like, this is really good. Okay. So I'm on. I just started season four today. So. Oh, dang. <laughs> I've been so powered. season four, dang. Yeah, I've been you powered. You me. I, like I said, I fell asleep on it. It's become one. an obsession because it really, it really is really good. Okay. It's not like a, it's not a shoujo anime. I would say it's, it's probably considered a shonen anime. Definitely. Yeah. Anyone where there's a lot of fighting and stuff mm-hmm. is definitely called shoujo. I mean, show, shonen. shonen, which means it's more geared towards boys. Mm-hmm. Even though there are plenty of girls that like the fighting and stuff too, mm-hmm. but they call it shonen. And then shoujo are all like the girly one mm-hmm. where it is more like love, drama, drama, love stories, just about school life. You know, no supernatural stuff. It's just about like mm-hmm. life and well, like obsessing over your little. That can be supernatural stuff because like Sailor Moon is still shoujo. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're but right. But there was like there's fighting and all that stuff. But like the storylines, they're you know more, more love stories yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, not just all about like. It's boy stuff. I don't know what else to say besides yeah. boy stuff. It's, it's, it's hard to even say boy stuff, but what people would probably maybe traditionally think of boy stuff because it's not just boy stuff. Because I yeah, That's not true. everybody likes I hate the same thing. Like I hate putting it that way, but yeah. I, I know that there's plenty of girls that like some things that are considered boy stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just just to people know the difference. Mm-hmm. So there's like the fluffy, more like yeah. you said, lovey dovey. Those kind of animes are considered shoujo, or mm-hmm. when they're just about life or school, and there's nothing happening. There is, you know. That. I don't know. To be honest, because some of the ones where there's, I would say, like you said, if there's more of a kind of a underlying love story or something, um, or interpersonal more. relationships, then maybe more so shoujo. But there's some that are like kind of slice of life where I wouldn't say it's either. It, it would it's be hard to classify exactly. as either. You probably have to look at it and see. Yeah, but that's cool. So you've been liking the show. You've been powering through. That's I've been a lot. powering through. You're it's good. It's good. How many I've been seasons of the show got? Well, on Hulu, there are five. I don't know if it's done yet because it'll be such a bummer if the fifth season is the last one so far that they've released to America, but there's still more because it'll be like, no, I don't want to wait. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I haven't looked it up, but... Is it still... Do you know if it's still running, the show? I haven't looked that part up yet. Okay, okay. That's yeah. Cool. That's cool. Um, Chadney, do you know anything about anime? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's quite all right. (laughs) On the show, it's just we're blurs, but you don't have to nerd out about everything we're nerding out about. Some of the like really catchy songs. Some of the most catchy songs are well, no, not the most. Actually, no, I will say some of the most catchy like intro songs are often from like animes. Fighting evil, fighting How many times I'm gonna sing the song on the show? Winning the from a real fight. She is the one named Sailor Moon. <laughs> or um, let's see. 
I wanna be the very that best. That is Pokemon. Like no one <laughs> ever was. Dun, 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 to catch them is my okay, real test. I don't task. have a watch on, but I'm looking at it. is my car. Dun, 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 I will travel across the land. I want to get on the Searching for a wide. Teach Pokemon to understand <laughs> the power <laughs> that's inside. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. To you and me. I know it's my destiny. Pokemon. You teach me and I'll teach you. Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Pokemon. Okay, we're done. Woo! Girl, you know how it is. Jiggly pop. I'm so shy. I didn't know you know about Pokemon. Oh my god. We totally did like a fangirl squeal with Jiggly. Sound the Jiggly last time. I love it. Okay. That is awesome. The girl. That was totally you. Because either of y'all could have stopped it. It was basically like that one episode of a black girl sketch show when, uh, who was it? It wasn't Aretha Franklin. It was, um, Patty LaBelle. And she was like, every time she has a breakup, Patty Bell came and she won't leave until she <laughs> sings with her. <laughs> oh, like, all you have to do to sing is sing with me and it can stop. Would you have stopped them? No, <laughs> I don't think so. All right. So can I go with my blurt out or you have, no, you have more besides? You go, money? girl. You go, okay. girl. All right. So I'm blurting out not about a show or a book, even though these were awesome. And I'm very happy. Mm especially about that one i will try and catch up on that show because i did start it before you but mm. I, I totally didn't finish it um but shout out to lala again because somebody else is reading anyway <laughs> she's the author of the book ah. but i am learning out about um going to uh, an activity so me and maddie hush, big up to maddie maddie's my like fancy dinner friend <laughs> Because anytime he, he's like down to go to a fancy dinner, he always messages and I always like go with him if no one else does. <laughs> so shout out to you, Maddie. Um, but um, this time, this was a murder mystery dinner. Oh. Yes. And he had told us about it in our group chat and everything. And I was just like, make it. that sounds good. I know you had plans, but I was like, this sounds great. Mm. And I was like, I'm going. Yeah. Cause I was like, I've never been to a murder mystery dinner mm. where something's happening in the room while you're eating and everything. Y'all, this one was really fun, actually. Like, Ooh. I enjoyed it. It was nice. It was in the Maggiano's in Short Pump. Have oh. you guys been there before? Yeah, no, what? I haven't. One time. I've been to Maggiano's once. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, so... Anyway, um, but it's a Maggiano's Italian restaurant. And um, so it was really nice because it was like a mafia theme. And they had decided to like just... Do it like act, all the actors come in front of us, and they all had their little parts. So it was like a mafia family, mm-hmm. and then the head of the family had died, and then you had to figure out among the cast of people who were in the family that mm-hmm. were there who did it. Mm-hmm. And so you had your little table. Part of your ticket included like a drink ticket, and mm-hmm. then they had like the clues in front of you. Everybody, you had strangers sitting at your table, unless you had like a table of 10 people mm-hmm. that like, let's just say you had a party of 10, mm-hmm. then y'all have one table. Mm-hmm. But otherwise it was me and Nat with like three other parties. Mm-hmm. So it was like two couples and then a, um, a party of four. Mm-hmm. So we had, we were at table number seven, but we weren't that lucky. We called ourselves lucky seven. Because everyone had to have like mafia names, so some some people say it was like, oh, like forget about it, and some other table was like the Dons and the Dolls, and then ah. some tables like they had like people came up with some really cool names for their tables. 
And we like to say ours wasn't really that lucky because the waiter had spilled like fish juice all over me. Oh, yeah. What? Like on my phone and then like it dripped oh. on my pants and everything. Because they did the dinner in family oh. style. Uh-huh. So he was just like right near me because I had I was near the open space and there was like the dishes were so large and there was so many glasses on the table. Mm-hmm. So it was just like interesting. And then he like dropped a glass at our table later and it was just a lot. And then I ended up spilling my wine into the ravioli. It was so oh, interesting. Wow. Y'all. And I was like, we are not a lucky table, apparently. And then we also did not get the answer right. So, but oh, it was man. fun just sitting with like strangers and being out there. And, like It was just an activity. Like We were all trying to figure something out. We were discussing things. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. So like every uh, cast member came and they gave you a little speech, right? Mm-hmm. And then we had our clues. And then the cast members, while we were eating, because they had like three courses, they brought like a bunch of um, uh, um, hors d'oeuvres out first, mm-hmm. and then they brought the main food, mm-hmm. and then they brought the desserts later, mm-hmm. and everyone could just share. It. Like it was really it's like family style, so everyone was just passing the plate along, passing oh. hot plates by the mm-hmm. way, because Matt was like, "This plate is really hot," and I was like, "Dang, <laughs> we almost dropped the." It was so funny. <laughs> So this is a traveling um, murder mystery so company. No, it's like a group of people just do it. I mean, I guess they travel and they go to different places because Matt knew the maybe Matt is how Matt, maybe this is how you heard about it because Matt mm-hmm. knew one of the girls that was playing the maid. Mm-hmm. So apparently he works with her at the escape room because you know that's his other job. Mm-hmm. We're gonna escape room, and so she was um telling him i guess she must have told him about it but she was the actress there she was playing the she was pretending and i was so sure she had done the killing it was just so <laughs> she great. Was convincing i'm telling you nobody in that room had 11 tables if you imagine 11 tables with 10 people at each table it was about over 100 people in there right nobody no table got it right oh wow no oh. table and i don't know if that's a testament to the guy who was playing the eventual killer mm-hmm. so the eventual killer ended up being the son-in-law who was like the trophy husband wearing the hawaiian shirt like to drink all the time he kind of reminded me his swagger was like a tony stark before he got kidnapped oh. in um iron man mm-hmm. when he was like the playboy mm-hmm. the rich one just going off having a good time him and his wife didn't like each other his wife ended up shooting him in the leg oh it was so funny so <laughs> they all pretended what i like is that they came into the story and they pretended they stayed in their roles mm-hmm. so you could ask them questions you're like okay so why don't you like the butler i don't trust him he does this and then like, <laughs> they, they would stay in their characters and do stuff and then you try to get clues from them so i remember the daughter her, her character's name was Sabrina and she didn't really want to be there that was her whole thing was that she was a young girl who just wanted to party be on her phone and she didn't know why she was coming to this family reunion <laughs> with all of us and she was like I don't even want to be here and then I was like okay but like were you cool with your grandpa she's like oh but I did have a secret name for my grandpa and I was like yes write the question down answer the questions it was so much fun okay, you know, like, entertaining. you had questions you had to answer and then you were also trying to figure out who did it and based off of the clues and then the stuff they were telling you when they came so it was so interesting i enjoyed it like a lot minus the you know the hiccups that were happening the glass (laughs) the fish juice on my phone and my dress but i really liked it It was nice and then they had prizes for people for the winning table they had like soaps and stuff and then they gave everybody no one guessed right who had it because they did have prizes prepared for those who in case somebody won mm-hmm. so they had like a tiebreaker type thing that they did mm-hmm. just so they could give the prizes out to certain mm-hmm. tables so they had like three prizes like table two got like the table the second prize table got like chocolate the other one got like soaps and then there was another prize and then everybody got like a sampling of cologne just to be nice 
So it was really, that was what happened. But I was like, man, I wanted us to win, but nobody won. So I was happy that we weren't the only table that couldn't figure it out. Because I was like, it was him the whole time. (laughs) But honestly, guys, I was like, hey, if y'all come back around, I might go again just to see. Because they have like another, they do another um, topic the next time. Mm. So it's like a serial killer thing the next time. And they're they're going to a different restaurant too. But it's in October. And the director and writer of the thing came, and he, like, came to our table first mm-hmm. and was talking to us and everything. It was really lovely. Italian style. The, everything was cool. Like, so what are they, like, a up. troupe? Like I, a you know, that's a good thing. I'm going to have to find out if they are a performing troupe or not, because even Matt wants to act with them, because, you mm-hmm. know, Matt likes to act. Mm-hmm. So hopefully next year he'll get to join them, because their October show is already booked for oh, all the actors. Oh, wow. So, oh, the actors, mm-hmm, okay. For the actors. So he's, like... Maybe he can join in January if they have open auditions for the next, the next um traveling dinner theater mystery theater. Oh, well, you're a writer, so maybe there's opportunities in there to write. Who knows? Maybe I'll have to talk to the director yeah. and stuff. But I just thought it was a cool event to go that to. Sounds pretty cool. It mm-hmm. was really fun, y'all. I was like, we gotta go. I was like, we gotta bring a whole table next time. And the <laughs> so is it monthly or bi monthly? That I don't know because, like I said, I thought it was something Magiano did themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I, was, I just thought like they're celebrating something, so mm-hmm. they want to do a special activity. Mm-hmm. But it looks like this uh, grouping of people, and I didn't even get their name. Um, they travel and they do different ones at different restaurants. Hmm. So now I have, I have to get this information from Matt. I'm going to find out. But y'all, it was really nice. And mm-hmm. once I get the information, I'll put it in the show notes. But I really recommend going to a, a dinner theater murder mystery. It was really fun. Sweet. And we got to dress up. They wanted us to dress up. So oh, okay. we dressed up in mafia wear. <laughs> and then the best um, dress up out- outfits got like a prize too. They got like a $25 gift card. Oh, nice. So nice. it was nice. So I had like my like fashionista mob dress i had my little tuxedo dress on and then mac was like i don't really have mob clothes so mac just dressed his like newsboy flair with his boots you know wait a minute <laughs> i was like you look more newsboy than than mafia but it was okay but everybody people had suspenders and hats nice. and everything it was really cool that they let you cool. get into it yeah but that's what i'm learning out about because it, it was really fun sweet <laughs> all right so anybody else have any boarding house anymore uh-huh I did. Oh, I forgot. Just like a quick mention, I went to um, Mean Girls on Friday. How was it? It was good. I think it would have been even better if I could understand the lyrics because that's sometimes the problem I have, like going to a live show. Because I I, I need subtitles. That's why I just like watching Mm -hmm. stuff on TV. Because, like, it was good, but I think it would have been even better if I could have, like, would have known what the lyrics were. But, like, on the way home, I uh, played the Broadway soundtrack, and I was like, oh. That's what you were saying. Mm-hmm. That was what they were saying. It made it even better to know, like, <laughs> that that's what the lyric so was. So, was it basically, like, a movie version? Yeah. Um, um, a theater version of the movie or mm-hmm. it was totally yeah. different because yeah it's it's based off of the movie mean girls which my mom has never seen i need to Whoa. find wow. yeah okay good thank I you i saw it there last that. night okay sweet well, what was her thoughts she liked it but she also like couldn't understand all of the like lyrics like if they were speaking just like not singing mm. she can and like if it was a slower song I had a much time easier time like um, understanding what they were saying, but like the songs where it was like belting, like I couldn't. Were they singing everything? Like no, no, no. You know, not not all everything. Them. Okay, they they sung a lot, but like not everything. It wasn't like Phantom of the Opera, like where every single yeah. <laughs> word is like. Because sometimes sung. those ones, as much as I love musicals, sometimes I prefer if 
they like broke it up where it mm-hmm. was talking and then singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, continue. Sorry, but yeah, no, just uh, a quick aside to mention that it was good. So I'm just looking forward to the 2022-2023 uh, season because this was the last of this past season. Okay, cool. So the next one that's coming up is Dear Evan Hansen in October. October, and that will be the first one of the new season. Ah, okay. Yes, okay. Yes. You like theater, Chad? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I've seen the color purple in the Lion King. Oh, also, I actually need to address something from last episode of Fruits Basket. So I know you guys we were talking about it, and I did not have this information correct, but um, because I had seen both um, the old version and the new version, mm-hmm. and I had assumed that they were like pretty similar mm-hmm. and stuff. But actually, after digging, like, because I was watching it again, mm-hmm. I was digging and I realized it was actually very different. Because mm-hmm. um, apparently, the main reason why Fruit Basket, the first one that appeared in twenty in two thousand one, mm-hmm. uh, the creator of Fruit Basket hated it. Oh. She hated it. She said they did not do what she wanted. She did not like the direction they were taking, the tone, color, everything. And she was irritated, so she refused to let them continue, oh. which is why they did not do more mm-hmm. back then. And if you watch the episodes where Kyo turns into his monster form, mm-hmm. you will see that they did something weird where, you know how Toru went after him? Mm-hmm. But in the 2001 version, she like stopped somewhere for like a long time and was just kind of like he like like she wasn't gonna go, you know. And mm-hmm. it didn't really show her character. You mm-hmm. were just like, why are you just staying right here? Yeah. And then Yuki went after them, mm-hmm. and that didn't happen in the in the 2019 version. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's not what she wanted. So that was the main reason why there is a newer version is because the creator of the Fruits Back, she hated what the the she her and the director they did not get along at all. Okay. So that's why there's the two versions, and that's why there was never more of the first se- the first series in 2001. Interesting. So I had to just put that out there because I was like, I did not mention what, it right. What did she <laughs> said about the new version? Oh, th- that's why they finished it. Like it was, this was what she wanted. So she did. Yeah, she did like yeah. that. Okay, because yeah, this I loved it. Okay. Yeah. So I had to just make a correction, y'all. So don't come no, for me. No, that's no, no. It's interesting don't to find that me. out. <laughs> It's interesting to find that out. I'm okay. glad I'm glad you mentioned it. All right. So we are going to get into the episode at hand. Y'all, we are talking about the, the woman, woman king. king. Yay. Okay. So we are going to do. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to do the call and repeat again. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm going to surprise y'all. Let me make sure y'all ready. I'm going to surprise y'all. Okay. So we're going to do first impressions. Chani, let us know. What's your first impression? Um, First impressions. It was a powerful film. Mm. Um, a lot of pride. I felt that yes. through the movie. Mm. Yes. Um, just proud of all the ladies mm-hmm. um, that showcased the Dahomey uh, tribe. Mm-hmm. But um, it was it was incredible, incredible film. Yes. Awesome. What about you? Wait, what's your first impression? My first impression had to have come just from the. I'm gonna go based off of like the trailer because like you sent it to me, Bola. Because I hadn't heard of it prior to then. But you know me. I don't watch, like, TV, TV. Mm. And short of seeing, like, a trailer in the theaters, it's rare that I'm going to see any trailers. Because all of my streaming stuff, I specifically pay for the no-ads ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I'm, sometimes I don't blame her. Yeah, I don't blame you either. Yeah. Mm. So, like, I, I don't see them very often unless they just happen to come up in my, like, YouTube recommended randomly. And mm-hmm. I the thumbnail is good enough for me to be like oh what's this so when like when you sent me the trailer i was like hells yeah let's definitely see this when it comes out and plus 
I mean, Viola you put Davis. Viola Davis' yes. name on anything, and I'm like, yeah, I'll go see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah I'm going to check it out. I mean, right? it's like, like, yeah. like one of her movies that I was like, it was okay, but it was not, it was like not bad, but it was not like not my thing I would watch normally, mm. was like um, Ma Rainey. I have oh. not watched that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'm normally like me. I was just like, I would probably not, will not watch that. Mm-hmm. But because it was her, I was yes. like, I had to see it. It wasn't bad. But again, it was one of those things where I did not know that it was a play version, a play, like a movie of a play. You mm-hmm. see what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was done a play style, but it was still a film. Okay. So, but because she was in it, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch. Just <laughs> right. Right. Fences is one of her other ones that I haven't seen that everybody saw. I, I have Fences. not seen it, but yeah. Uh, I I love it. I believe it was based off the play of August yep. Wilson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think it's the same guy that did Ma Rainey too. Like August same, Wilson? Yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not sure, but Ma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I okay. think that's what it's called. Right. <laughs> Fences Go is good too. Viola Davis, um her like performance towards the end was just powerful. Mm. Um I'm not gonna give anything away, but it's uh, really good. Viola Davis is the truth. Yep. <laughs> right Just so now. you know, this is a spoiler full show. Chad, <laughs> yeah. so. All right. So we, yeah, okay. so okay. right now, you can because we be spoiling everything okay. for everybody. Yeah. Right now, we're gonna be warning you. Please go watch that. I mean, go watch it and then come back. And then, especially for the Woman King, we're gonna be talking about everything. So our reviews are. Our, tell them, Whitney. Artha. Exactly. Our reviews are spoiler filled. <laughs> so if you're looking for no spoilers, please. This is not the place for you. But until if you're you watch okay it. with the spoilers and you want them because exactly. you want to watch the, you want to know what you're getting into. Because some people actually want the spoilers. Mm. Some people want to know what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. Then uh, come and sit down. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, pop your ear up, you know? Yes. But my mom said the same thing that Fences is really good. I have mm-hmm. not watched it yet. Um, just because it's not my usual genre. Jo- like, drama mm-hmm. is not my usual genre i will watch it but it's not like my top mm-hmm. genre it's like you know action mm-hmm. science fiction fantasy action that mm-hmm. type of stuff is usually like my top genres and i actually like all genres but it's just not one that i usually will like, be like exactly mm-hmm. exactly exactly but um going back to first impressions i can I, you finish those on you your first oh, I just said it was based off of the trailer. My bad. Sorry. But like, it was just, it was so, I can't even like, I have a hard time remembering back that far, but it was just powerful enough where I'm like, must see this. Mm-hmm. And just like, like you said, Viola Davis, like that's an mm-hmm. instant. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. You're going to represent. Exactly. Gonna- yes. But I love the, it gave me so many black panther vibes Mm -hmm. but like this is like a historical thing black panther is like ah this is well no they based a lot of the stuff out off of african culture yeah the dahomey um actually the dora milaje are are actually um Mm -hmm. based off of the the agoje the um, those women Mm -hmm. because they're the only tribe that had with female warriors at the Mm -hmm. time because most of africa is patriarchal so most of the women didn't fight. Mm. But so that's why they were unique in that they allowed the women to train and fight like that. So the Dora Milaje were based off that. Yep. And that's so cool because like we had like um, when I saw it, I saw it with uh, Bola and Jane and my mom. Mm-hmm. And we had a brief discussion afterwards. But Shoot, we that talking- thing wasn't brief. <laughs> we were talking about you right. You right. It was like an <laughs> hour afterwards. <laughs> you right. Oh, wow. I thought it was like an hour long discussion. Girl, I was like, no, we can 
moving and certain like but you, you know, know he ain't going home. That's how black people do. Anytime black people leave, mm-hmm. like in the minutes, like okay, it's leaving, but it's gonna take at least thirty to an yes, hour before you actually go because you got to stop at each person. But that was the good thing, That was a good thing. There was like pockets of black people just showing up yes. and then not leaving. It was like, you know, they were in the other theater and then they're like, they just kind of corralled themselves in different areas, pockets, just talking. And was. It was awesome at the and theater. And since I can't remember the ones you have, I can only try to remember the other thing. I'm just going to say, hey, Bombay. But it was, it was just, it was so rich with mm. culture and mm. i think that's what made it so great and gave that great i think that's the different like the common thing between like black panther and um the woman king it's so rich with culture that it just makes it amazing mm. and why something because we talked about this outside like some why something like mulan fell short because mm-hmm. it didn't have like you didn't have the people like behind the camera to give it or to at least do enough research mm-hmm. or cons- consultation of their culture yeah mm-hmm. it wasn't enough consultation to people who are actually within the culture and like you said it was interesting because the two what is it the writers the writers are white yeah. yes but you can tell the that, main writer was white okay of the yeah. woman thing? yeah, yeah. Oh. it was dana stevens yeah okay but you can just tell that uh, that they hadn't that they did enough research mm-hmm. and probably had enough consultation with people mm-hmm. to give it that proper um, respect to the culture. Mm-hmm. Cause like one of the blur con panels I went to, I don't know if it was this year. It might've been like last, like a couple years ago, they talked about writing for cultures that aren't your own. They're like, you can do it, but you have to make sure that you like, you have, you, you, you consult with people, mm-hmm. you know, you got to mm-hmm. get other eyes that are actually from that culture so that you make sure that you give it the prop you I don't know what word I'm looking for. It means like the due diligence. You yes. Know? Mm-hmm. To make sure that it's not just your interpretation, that it's like, this culture, is true, that is, this is it's what, true yep. to the culture. Yep, exactly. And I felt like they did the, they put in the work for that because mm-hmm. it was so rich, just like Black Panther was so rich because it was like, they did the, the, the research for it to make it just like, oh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. So that was my first impression. Hola. Um, oh my gosh. You guys got like said everything anyway, <laughs> but um, I would just add to mind that I just felt like a sense of pride as well um i felt like it was so powerful and i honestly i felt super touched um by the film because the film kind of takes you through a a roller coaster Mm -hmm. and um it was nice to see especially someone who has direct west african background Mm -hmm. like my family my family being from nigeria everything it's just nice to see your culture because it's like me i marveled at other people's cultures Mm -hmm. i've grown up doing that seeing how they do things and seeing the representations and watching their films and stuff Mm -hmm. and i've seen mine as well but it's like this is only in my house like Mm -hmm. but i never see our things that everyone else can see and enjoy Mm -hmm. and that's part of the magic for me and like the realness and like what i enjoy most is that like i was like this is our culture presented in majesty to the world Mm -hmm. for everybody to see like this is how we are too this Mm -hmm. is what we can this is something about us that you don't know Mm -hmm. and i remember tusu mbedu who played um nawi Mm -hmm. she's from south africa Mm -hmm. And she was like, I'm African. I don't know the story. And mm-hmm. I'm not, not surprised because he's like, you're from South. The West is completely different. Mm-hmm. The South and West the cultures are different. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's a story they buried. They don't want you to know about it. Um, y'all know I do a lot of research. 
uh, afterwards and mm-hmm. just to hear and figure out because I really wanted to know how a film like this got made. Mm. Um, and once the concept, I don't think the writer did the concept, the conceptualized. I think maybe she was tasked to write it mm-hmm. once they had had the idea. Okay. Somebody had the idea. Uh, Viola was talking about how somebody had this idea seven years ago and it took seven years to get this film made because no one wanted to produce the film. Now, Bola, I, I heard Viola talking about mm-hmm. her production company. Mm-hmm. Are you aware of the oh, details yeah. of that? Mm-hmm. So was it Viola's kind of idea? No, from- somebody came at her with the concept seven years ago as giving her an award. So she didn't know anything about it. But since then, she was doing uh, research. So she mm-hmm. had watched documentaries and did what she could for research, but she loved this idea. And once the script was made, she loved the idea, and she was like, "This has to be made. This, this is what I want to do." But it took seven years because they, you know, it, I guess I would say if it weren't for Black Panther, her movie, this movie could never be made. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Black Panther, really, I have to give kudos to them because they really did pave the way for African mm-hmm. stories to be seen and played. And even after Black Panther, you just started seeing a prolifer- um, proliferation. Is that the right word? Pro- where it's like multiplied? A lot of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, plethora. Yeah. Yeah, you just start seeing multiples of the African stories and their fantasy where you Pride. have to go. Yeah, yeah. there's more like seeing more of it. You see like a almost like a straightening of the back. Like yes, this is like oh we can this be is, up here too. This is us. Like this is black people aren't like gang members in films and stuff. Or just we're not always victimized either. Exactly. Right. Or poor with flies in your mouth and the, right. the mud huts. You see more of the like the pride, the richness, the, the reality. Yes, reality. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. great word for mm-hmm. like what the films like The Woman King and like Black Panther did mm-hmm. is show the regality it's of show Black the That's what I have in my notes people. here, Regal. Ah! Yes, yes, yes. actually has a notebook, I y'all. Notebook, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to come prepared. So I was just like, I was in awe and I was like super proud and I was like immediately like everybody needs to see this. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my main thing. It's like, it's like I was so grateful too. I was grateful to her because it was like, not only was it African story, but this was a woman this time because Black Panther focused on the the man the black panther of course with ah. the supernatural element yeah i know the women were there featured which i was very pleased <laughs> it for. was a feature but i would say that for me the woman oftentimes stood out even more so than well, like i'm talking about how black panther's still the lead of the film yes okay this i got the you woman i got is the you. Lead. yeah that's what i'm talking about because you're right like they balanced it in black panther but for this film it was about the woman it was mm-hmm. about especially mm-hmm. during the time because there's a lot of stuff and we're gonna get into the the, the issues and things mm-hmm. but especially during that time for it to be a historical at like a historical based off of real events thing mm-hmm. and then for you know it's like Everyone thinks, oh, Africans just sold their people. They like, I was like, no, some people there were fighting. Mm. Some people there thought this was wrong. Some people tried to do something. And then in this regard, these group of women were fighting back, mm. you know? And so they didn't try to sugarcoat over the fact that the Dahomey tribe, oh yeah, they sold their slaves too. But there were those women there. There were those women there fighting. They had skill. They had majesty. They had beauty. Mm. They were doing their thing. And I just like seeing that because it's just like, it just kind of negates everything we've been taught from that time. Because it's like, nobody tells you the truth of this. It's like, oh, I would have loved to learn that in this heaviness of this story about what happened to black people where we are seen as victims, there were these pockets of like, oh, this cultural thing, this fighting back. Mm-hmm. This thing. I didn't hear anything about fighting back going to school. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, they came, they stole, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And I like how you mentioned that they mentioned the fact that, yeah, we have profited, we have become like yeah. elevated and and rich because mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. but they didn't like 
completely wash over it. They're mm-hmm. like, they acknowledge him. They're like, no, we need to change. Like, these mm-hmm. are our people. We mm-hmm. cannot let, even if it's a rival tribe, we cannot let our people be taken. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I was just like grateful. That would be the main word that mm-hmm. I have. And I was pride, regality, grateful that this film got to be made that everybody could see it. And witnessed it, and then those girls—I mean, those women—they looked amazing. Yes, like I was just—it was a breathtaking. That yes. first scene when they come out of the grass, all shiny with the palm oil and dark skin, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you don't see films like this where it's dark skin black. I know Chad, you get into this about the colorism, um, and I don't blame you, but it's like to see the dark black skin girls being exalted being it was you know you can sit with them and it's still be fine they don't have to be the halle berries and it's like i can't spend my dollar for the halle berries i also love the that you mentioned the palm oil because oh, then yeah. it makes me think of like the Vaseline. Because yeah. you know how it's black palm is like, let me put my like, Vaseline oh, on. Take the earrings off, put the Vaseline on. Yes. Let's do this. It's like, that makes so much sense. It's like, this is such a like pro fighter move. Like, you can't get a good grip on me if I got my oil and my Vaseline and on. Palm oil, let me just tell you, palm oil is the oil from West Africa. We use it in our food of that Agusia fall that you like. Mm. has red palm oil in it ah. and it's very slippery it's very hard to get up it's red it stains speaking so of girl really uh, hit a girl up soon you know our favorite parts of the film okay all right whitney what was your favorite part it's really hard to say a favorite part yeah. i just want to mention a couple things that like um i'm trying to remember what uh the um so Naniska is like best friend Amenza. Amenza, yeah. Amenza, her voice, oh, like, dude, yes. when she was doing like the 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 tribal, like, mm-hmm. I think it was like a tribute to the fallen members. Was that? The, what it was? Are you talking about the end or the part where they were? It was like in the middle, I think. Oh, that's the um, the night where the women took their blood oath. The new women yeah. took their blood okay. oath to be part of the Agogier. But she was singing. I was like, damn, that girl can sing. <laughs> that is the great Sheila Atin. Mm. And if you guys haven't seen her, she's also in the Underground Railroad. Mm. With um Tusu and Bedu who played Anawi. Oh. They both in the Underground Railroad. Wow. And then Sheila was also in um the Multiverse of Madness. That's she right. She was also in that yeah. too. Yeah, the Halle Berry movie. Oh, think yeah, of the yeah, name, yeah. but she was a boxer. The one on um, Bruise or something. Is yes, it called Bruise? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's on that one. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. You're right. She's in that okay. too. I gotta but check yeah. that out. She had a great voice, but then mm-hmm. I was like, <sighs> I'm sorry. John Boyega was looking fine as hell. He is fine. I like his hair right when there. he has it like grown out like that. Because I was like, oh my god, John. Yes, a hundred percent. Naja boy. Yes. I was like, spicy. every time I was like, damn. <laughs> he did have his chest out like the whole movie. Like, I was like, ooh, just like, ooh, ooh. We're like, can I have your? Can I be one of the wives, please? Like, <laughs> I know, right? And I love. He was such a strong king. It's like. This this was very like strong female character, but he was a strong king, and I liked that he had like he was like he was a traditionalist, but he was like no, I am going to do this because like I believe that these women like like this woman deserves to be elevated mm-hmm. in this way, and I just like also just want to talk about allyship, mm. like when they went to save the captured members yes. of the tribe, there was that one dude mm-hmm. from yes. the other like yes. the, the, men. the men's the royal men guard, yes. and he was joining. I was like, yes, come through allyship. Yes. <laughs> And that leads me to my my mm. favorite scene is when they were it was actually beautiful too. Viola's mm. running through I don't know what 
the planes. The yeah, yeah, she's running through the planes, and then you see. Are you talking about the part where she went to? She wanted to go save Naomi. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was it was just beautifully shot though. Mm-hmm. Like the sun is kind of like setting, and then mm-hmm. you see I don't know the names y'all, but you see them falling behind her. Yes. It's just beautiful. Yeah, that's that one of my favorite scenes of the movie. That was super powerful. And just the unity, yeah. and <laughs> you know, the king told him not to. Well, told her not to go, but mm-hmm. they were like, you know what? We're going anyway. <laughs> My favorite. Um, I enjoyed the parts where they were singing or dancing. And they were mm. showing the movement, like the when mm. they negotiate, were dancing with the swords. Oh my god, it was so powerful. Even I, I watched the movie twice because I just had to. <laughs> um, but the second time, of course, watched with Chad, and I had my nieces with mm-hmm. me. And I remember I asked my nieces because they're like ten and seven. Mm-hmm. Yes, I brought them to see it, but it was fine. <laughs> and it was nice because the little one was asking my sister questions the whole time mm-hmm. to the point where my sister was like, "I need to watch this again without them." <laughs> but she was still explaining to them what was going on. And then the other, the older one, she was like, "I really like the." where they were dancing they look like us when we were in church and yeah. stuff and i'm like yes exactly <laughs> i was so yeah. proud that they could see this i was like they have no idea how awesome they have it because i was like mm-hmm. when we were their age we didn't have that and especially mm-hmm. no representation of us in a positive life mm-hmm. africans right. so i was like for her to be like oh i can see this and it's like not a big deal i was like she don't get it but you know it's like <laughs> it's perfect for her but i love the parts where they were doing the ceremonies or the dancing mm-hmm. Because it shows some cultural things, like, and that was one of my favorite things. Like, you could tell, like you said, Whitney, you could tell someone did the work. Mm-hmm. They looked at the the what was going on. They did some research. I noticed small, small things like mm-hmm. the palm oil, because mm-hmm. that's a big, big thing for West Africans. Like before, there was vegetable all the kind of Nigerians' food was palm oil and mm-hmm. yams and the vegetables and that kind of thing. And then I saw how they were using the cowrie shells mm-hmm. for, um, they were using it in the marketplace. It was a very small scene, mm-hmm. but it was in the beginning when they were like, just like showing you the Dahomey kingdom. Mm-hmm. So you were just seeing like an establishing shot of like everybody, yeah. how the kingdom looks. And I saw that part where they were exchanging the cowrie shells of currency. And I was like, yes, that's what they used to use. Cause my mom mm-hmm. said that cowrie shells, the white shells that people put in their hair mm-hmm. now, those shells used to be used as currency back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yes, they got it. They really paid attention to all those things. They had the shrines and the, the mask and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. The different cultural things, the the spiritual nature of West Africans. Mm-hmm. I was like, y'all did y'all research in full the multiple wives of the king mm-hmm. and how they would be dressed differently. Mm-hmm. And I really like that they played the beauty and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just showed all the different range of stuff that they would do in the different kingdoms. And like a lot of the captives looked had different hairstyles. And mm-hmm. you saw like one of the captured one had the mud hairstyle. So you know mm-hmm. she was from a different people. And then, you know, some people had the low cuts, other people had the braids. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it was showed the variety of what of Africans in general, black people in general. Yeah, I really enjoyed that so much. It was, and I also I enjoyed the part that like just from interacting with you and your family. There's like a there's like a certain mannerisms, right? Cultural like the humor that they yeah. put in there. I was there like, was definitely humor in the movie. There was like yeah. that like that that black, but specifically just like noticing like the African humor because mm-hmm. I was like that is so something yeah. I noticed that yeah. would have been something like you or somebody in Where your family like, to say. Close your mouth. You look like a fish. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh she said she's like are you cooking you're cutting that body not a yam Cut it with she's like, your body. i was like oh my god it's so african 
Uh, even the part where the the the, the Shantae, the, the queen that was trying to do too much. Oh, yeah. The one wife. I was like, you're not even the main wife. Just chill. <laughs> she was doing so much. I was like, you're Oh, my God. Dishes. And the eunuch, he was savage. That's he what was like, like, the eunuch mm-hmm. came out. He's like, you know what? He was like, you need to respect her. She's not the queen, but you need to respect her because why? She's like, well, you were hiding. She was fighting. So, like, what were you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, he was like, savage. You were hiding in your closet. What were you doing? So, I was like, mm, that's so African. Because <laughs> there was so much shade thrown at her. Yes. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad you noticed that too. Yes. Anything else? What about you, what about you Chad? Um, Any funny points or anything like you thought was like really cool or interesting? No? It's okay. good. No, I want to mention one more. Story. Yeah. Izogi. Oh, yes. When she, she was, was like, you must always listen to, you must always do what Izogi says. And then mm-hmm. she's looking at her, she's like, I, I am Izogi. Izogi. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Izogi that was, was great. She was probably like my favorite, like my standout favorite character. My sister said yeah. the same thing. She's she so sad. She's like, you bitch asses. <laughs> Bola was in there crying. <laughs> I was crying too. I was oh, all I'm teared up and stuff. I was like, I know, I know, so mad. And the funny thing is, uh, you just that woman is powerful. Lashana Lynch, mm. Lashana Lynch is a British, uh, British uh, uh, actress. On um, that girl, not only is she full of power, mm. but uh, beautiful woman. She is beautiful. Stunning. Just looking at her Stunning. IMDb picture, yes. like she is gorgeous. I mean, you should see all of them when they're interviewing. They just mm. look beautiful in all their clothes and their low cuts and the mm-hmm. color and everything. But I just was like, she just had power in her performance. Yes. What she's doing. Like, especially that scene where the slaver was like, like molesting her a little bit. Yeah. She just like, I dare you to keep touching my boobs. I just <laughs> dare you. That the guy was just like, just by her radiance of her like her presence in her face. Mm-hmm. He was just like, let me, let me stop. Because normally that's what they did. They did all mm-hmm. this inspection like they were mm-hmm. cows or something, mm-hmm. which is just shows how they demean mm-hmm. them, their life and their life and who they were. But she was just like, you better back up on me. You better <laughs> back. She didn't have to say nothing, just her face. And I'm like, I love just that. Just exuded power. Yes, they both had strong, fa- like they showed strength, but they also showed their femininity, their power, mm-hmm. their vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I like that they gave these women stories. You, They gave them like, they like Viola keeps saying this. They humanized them. They mm. weren't just warriors. They were warriors and people. Mm-hmm. They were warriors and women with scars, background stories, mm-hmm. issues. But they were fighting together. You know, there was prejudice as uh, well as well and things. But like, well, like um, as Menza said, she's like, uh, when they be coming at Goje, you forget about which tribe they came from. Mm-hmm. They're one of us, mm-hmm. and that was like they promoted unity. Yeah. I, I love, love that. Women. I love yeah. that. And I love. Uh, I was also sad to see the the woman from the other the rival tribe. Yeah, when she died in the battle, name. I didn't she catch her did name so, either. I didn't catch her name, but she did a good job. I was so upset that she died so early, but it well, just showed the truth. It wasn't that, like super early. It was in that the the big battle against like the, yeah, I know. But I wanted to stay around a bit more. I did too because you know her little too. friend that she kept saving <laughs> that beautiful little girl. But I was just like, oh my god. Well, you, you know the movie's got to take out a couple of your loved yeah, ones. Yeah, so they got to break your heart. They gotta yeah, break your heart a couple times. Zogi was like, yeah. like rough. I was like, oh, oh my chest, my chest. I was mad. I was, I was. So mad. But oh, I forgot about another part. 
like when she was asking when uh nawi was asking her friend how to do like the rope thing mm-hmm. and then they're in the battle when she had the knife yes. on the rope i was like come through yes, with the exactly. rope yes. knife. i was like she was a beast just exactly. a g Y'all. out there i expected like it was a mortal combat level <laughs> shit why well, i expected to be like get over here right right, right. <laughs> oh my god it was so great the fighting that they were doing oh yeah it was such good fight choreography oh my god so viola said in her interview that they did five hours of strength training sprinting <laughs> running and a martial arts training every day for this thing and i was like yo but even the mm. the, the director gina um Gina Prince Bythewood, mm-hmm. she, cause I'm not gonna lie, I thought her name was By the Wood by first. Like, I thought so too, I was looking at I was it. Like, what kind of British nonsense is this? Cause it you is, know what, British British British? No, she's not. Oh, okay. She's totally American, by but her, her, it's called, it's Bythewood. So it's not but by it's the spelled wood. By but the it's spelled it's spelled By the Wood. It's like By the Wood, but no spaces in here. I was looking, I was like, is that Bythewood or By the Wood? But she's the great, um, director, writer of like, Love and Basketball really? and The Old Guard and some of these other like really good black films. Yeah. Mm, she wrote Love that. and Basketball was based off of her life because she used to be a basketball player. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I saw what she looked like but I didn't know mm-hmm. she... She's um, like a light-skinned yeah. um, um, black woman. But yeah, she was like, like Love and Basketball based on her life and mm-hmm. that was her film. The mm-hmm. first thing that she did when she came out. So I was like, oh my God, I did not know that was her. But okay. she did so much but she joined them. And I was shocked as the director. She don't got to do nothing. <laughs> I saw an interview where Viola had to call her and was like, I'm 56 years old. I can't take this. I'm going to die. She's like, you got to do something chicks, about this. She's like, these other chicks are 30. Right? I'm 56, okay? She was like, if I go, if, she's like, if you go past 10.0 yeah. on this thing, a 50-year-old can die, okay? <laughs> but Viola pushed through and she looked great. Mm-hmm. Yes, I she was did. Awesome. I was like, can I have yeah. your trainer too? Can you pass them along over here? Yeah. Because the women just, yes. they exuded power. They, they looked great. I was like, oh my God. And I like, like her initial like the hairdo with like oh the, yeah yeah she's like yeah. a mohawk yeah at one point that too. was so cool yes. I was like, that's what i'm saying about seeing the variety because go ahead I'm, no i'm just i'm glad you mentioned that because i was telling my sister i didn't really see a lot of like like afros per se mm. it was all like beautiful braids mm. and like up, not updos but like with the warriors they didn't really have their hair out Mm-hmm. But uh, just little visual things like that that I noticed that was interesting. That they their yeah. hair. Yeah. If you saw an afro, it was usually like a low one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it makes sense. Like, if you think of, like, from a battle standpoint, you don't want to give somebody something to, like, grab, grab onto, onto too and then, easily. And then also, Whitney, it's like they forget Africans had multiple beautiful styles that they did. Mm-hmm. Multiple mm-hmm. tribes had multiple styles. But of course, you know, um, King Gezo, um, John Boyega's, uh, character, John Boyega's character said it in there that he said, uh, in order to bind, he said this great line. He was like, in order to bind somebody, you must first, uh, make them believe that they deserve to be bound. Right. Yeah. And it was like about that whole thing about stripping away yeah. things. And that was part of it. Like they strip away, like cult. as soon as they got them to the Americas, they like mm-hmm. told them to stop speaking their languages. Mm-hmm. Stop doing this. Mm-hmm. Stop doing your they will they they made they use words to make them believe their spiritual worship things were negative. Mm-hmm. So they're like stop doing your voodoo worship. Stop doing mm-hmm. they stripped them of everything so they can continue to keep them bound. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stripping them off of the hairstyles. Like oh, shave that mess off or stop doing it. They took all that stuff. So I was like 
I like that you noticed that because it was like I like seeing the braids because I was like, yes, they did their hair, they did their thing. But there was, was even an awesome scene where she was greasing the scalp after she yeah. became, after Naoi won her initiation, yeah. and she became a sister. You saw Ngozi. I mean, Ngozi just just mm-hmm. doing her hair for her. Mm-hmm. I know, like this is awesome. Then, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then, like as a African descendant of slaves, there's still a lot of connections that we have that mm-hmm. probably passed down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, mm-hmm. like. Well, greasing the scalp mm-hmm. you know we used to do that too growing up exactly you know we'd sit in between our mom's legs yeah and it was yep braid our hair yep. so it's like interesting that we haven't lost some of All those of traditions yeah. fully mm-hmm. but there's also like this longing of connecting back with mm-hmm. wherever we were from in mm-hmm. west africa um that we i think we kind of had that desire to mm-hmm. link back to um and that's that's where the pride comes for me, like yeah. wanting to learn more and reconnect, really. And I yes. think this film helps do that. It helps bridge it. Because if you see it, you have Africans, or at least people from the blacks and Africans from the diaspora were all mm-hmm. in this film. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like I said, you had people that were not African that mm-hmm. directly in the film. Mm-hmm. There was people from, they shot the film in South Africa, so they had a lot of South African actors. Mm-hmm. But they had people from Nigeria, they had people from Ghana, they had people from... Um, they have people from England. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheila Tim herself is from Uganda. So and the Whitney's favorite. She, her, goes, so like, she's, she's from British. Jamaican. She's Jamaican British. Yeah. Most of the black people mm-hmm. in England are like Jamaican or African or something. But you're right. But they mm-hmm. were from and then Viola herself being from here. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like I like that she gathered a multi um uh, let's just say a diverse a collection of black people yes. into this film. So you could just get everyone together. Like you, can, we can all take part in this story and feel connected in this way. So I totally get you, and I like showing. I like what they did in that because it kind of it helps do the link. And I feel like right. a lot of the things that we have been doing now with the different films and the different movies and things coming out in the books is helping to bridge it. It helps us not only to uplift us, mm-hmm. to right. make black people feel better about themselves and not, not believe the nonsense that we've been hearing. Because that's one of the main things um, Viola kept saying in her interviews was that she did this film for her six-year-old self who was constantly told she was mm-hmm. ugly, mm-hmm. dumb, stupid, mm-hmm. not someone who needs to be on the front on the front screen running away from white people calling her names and all that kind of stuff she did that for her and it's like oh that stuff is still happening to black people everywhere and it's like no we need to take back remember who we are remember we regal remember we have beauty in our culture it's not only other cultures that we see that can be beautiful it's us too Uh, i loved it that reminds me of something just like a quick thing that i forgot i actually wanted to blurt out about Mm -hmm. after the emmys um Prime Video, you know, had like their little banners up at the top about their oh, Emmy winners. You're talking about the lady from Abbott Elementary, right? Oh, well, I, I like Abbott Elementary. I haven't watched all of it, but I started re um, rewatching that. But I finally, because I had meant to watch it when it near when it first came out, but never got around to it. But once they won an Emmy, I watched Lizzo's "Watch Out for the Big Girls." Hey, that's my show. <laughs> it was so good. That's my show, and I love her uplifting because, like, a lot of times these reality competition shows, especially with it, unfortunately, if there's like all women involved, mm-hmm. stuff is so catty and stuff. And mm-hmm. I like how she emphasized like the sisterhood, lifting each other up, yeah. no toxicity, mm-hmm. and. And what you said about lifting people up and stuff, it reminded me of that because, like, this film lifted up um, black people, um, African culture. And I love how watching Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girl is lifting up 
big girls, people who aren't like tiny, tiny, because she's like, mm-hmm. it's hard in this world trying to like make it in this world where people, this world that hates sometimes hates you. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's amazing watching these women. Because I'm like, Ugh. even when I was in peak 20-year-old physical, I couldn't do exactly. that. That's what I'm saying. It's like, and I'm like, just to sidetrack only mm-hmm. for a second. Have you watched the show, Chad? No, but I think you told me about yes, it. Yes, but mm-hmm. I watched that show. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that was one of the things I wanted to blurt out about. I don't know if I had talked about it. I'm glad you watched it. because I don't know why I haven't. Because that, that is the one reality show that is deserving of the award of God. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, Whitney, you would think a lot of black women getting together and doing all this stuff. There will be cattiness. There'll be some nonsense. Mm-hmm. And there was like one girl who was having issues, but but Lizzo she got, got put out. She, she got put like, out oh, because you don't of get it. along with everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, you need to go because she's like that's not the kind of show I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's intentional just by listening to you all mm-hmm. because the shows that we do see, reality TV shows mm-hmm. and competitions amongst especially black women, is highly negative. Yeah, you know, and overly sexualized. Yes. Everything. I mean, this one was so pure. Just they want to find the women to dance. They wanted them to believe them. We, and then, um, honestly, the show looked like a therapy session to me. Mm-hmm. I honestly recommend y'all. We're just gonna have another like, mini blurt out. Watch <laughs> Lizzo's. Watch out for the big girls because that show is. They, there's a so reason much, they deserve the award. So much heart in it. My family, we binged those ex- episodes in one night, and I was like in awe. What yeah. platform is it on? It's on um, Amazon Prime. Prime. Okay, Prime Video. And I just loved it because I was like, she's really doing the work and walking. Them. Because if you look at it, Lizzo is winning stuff right now. But in the media recently, Aries Spears came out, who's a failed comedian who has a case against him right now. But he came out talking nonsense about her. Saying that she looked like a sack of mashed potatoes, or she like somebody asked him in an interview if like he's like, oh, you know who makes really good music, Lizzo, and then the guy Ares was like, what, who? And he's like, Lizzo, Lizzo makes good music. He's like. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I just, yeah, I'm sorry. It's really hard to mess with me when you look like a, a plate of mashed potatoes. I was, everybody came wow. for him. He bashed Lizzo so bad. Talking about she need to be in the gym. She need to put the eclair down or whatever. This man is not a small man himself. Dude, he was bashing her for she had no that, like, they yeah. are doing all this, like, cardio work. Like, Lizzo's a and vegan. It's interesting because, like, <sighs> I admit that it's also helped with my mindset as well. My family's not small. Mm-hmm. And I fluffed up. This is probably what I was meant to be all along anyway. But like, there's okay. this like thing. You that be real skinny, Whitney. Yeah. I think it's ingrained in your head that like, if you're big, that you're not as athletic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And granted, like. Are you not as it, beautiful? Yeah. But like, granted, like being a certain size, you can have like a number of health, health issues. But if you're healthy, your side, as long as you're healthy, your size doesn't matter. It's like these girls are doing all this cardio work and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you're doing this much cardio, I can't believe that these women are unhealthy just because mm-hmm. they're bigger. So it's like they do the dude, work. You do the work. So as long as you're not endangering yourself because, you know, health issues, like what are you talking about? Like they were doing the damn thing. And I was like, Darn you. <laughs> exactly. And, and <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, you, I know you're not talking. It was such a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody came for him too. And it was but tell, like, but tell them how those all responded at the at MTV. The v- yes. She won a VMA and that thing came out. And then I love Lizzo for this. That's why I'm going to see her next week. Y'all. I'm so excited. But uh, at the, she's coming to DC mm. concert. I'm so excited. But she decided like not to address him. Mm-hmm. She was like, for this, for all people who want to say shit about me in the press, 
she was just holding up her award. She's like, bitch, I'm winning mm-hmm. without you. And I love her classiness and refusing to address him because everybody knows that thing went everywhere. It was like a social mm-hmm. thing on, on the news. Everyone was talking about how he was unwarranted in his ba- bashing and fat phobia of her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Lizzo is healthy. She, she, she's always talking about how she's in the gym. Mm-hmm. She does. She has to be to be doing those shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She knows what she's doing. She's a vegan. And I'm like, not everybody's meant to be a size 10, size mm-hmm. little zero size of two mm-hmm. and she's unproblematic that's why i don't understand why that's do what, people keep coming for her that's what i'm saying like, the guy came for her the guy just asked if you like her music that wasn't your okay to be like, to bash her body how did that go with right do you like her music right, right. Why? but he immediately went for it as a black man tearing her down Thank that's you. why he is he will forever be foul and trash and canceled in my eyes mm-hmm. i went on i'm not gonna lie i went off because i was mad yeah but you're so right that's what we need. Stuff like what she was doing. Even on the show, she cried about it because during that time, she was also getting backlash for other stuff. And she and even cried on the show about, like, it just, you know, right. those men, she got It was like a therapy session. But mm-hmm. I also love that, like, after I watched the show, I started listening to more Lizzo music because I, I liked what I had heard from her. And granted, I know I, I played some more stuff for my mom because my mom liked Lizzo anyway. Mm-hmm. But she's, you know, she curses more than my mom usually as an older woman would prefer <laughs> to know, hear. She does. That's the one thing with <laughs> but, her. But like, it's just, she's got really good music because I was listening to like, um, rumors when they bring in the horns. I'm like, this, this is the shit right here. This is here. my thing. Lizzo's music slams. It does. All day. And after I finished watching it, because I watched it like maybe a couple weeks ago. And when I was done, I was like, damn it. I wonder if they still got tickets for that. <laughs> She makes dance music now because you know a lot of hip hop and R&B stuff now some of it's ever so slow mm-hmm. or it's that I like to call it crap trap that they wear <laughs> crap, trap. <laughs> crap trap because it's like all that stuff and they're just like talking about drugs and, and it's mm-hmm. like when they play this stuff and when we go places and I'm like I want to dance yeah. play some dance music Her but if you pop so Lizzo good. on it's so you can good. dance and I, you know like, what I, mean? I especially like song the song Rumors because I like it was like her clap back at yes, people. Yes, She's yes, like, yes. all the rooms are true. Yes. <laughs> I was I'm like, get it, Lizzo. She has her. Then remember the, bur- the birthday song we played at Jane's thing? The birthday. I had mm-hmm. not actually heard that when you, oh, until girl, you played it. it was, yeah. That's off her new album. It's, her new album is fire. Just listen to it. She has this one song called Special. Oh, my God. That thing makes me cry when I listen to it. Because it's song lyrics are like, in case nobody told you today, you're special. Mm. I will always love you the same. You're special. And that, how she's so glad you're here. Mm. And she wrote that during the pandemic because people were like, like not feeling well, not mm. like wanted to die. People were killing themselves, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And it just goes back to this whole thing about black women taking care of yourself, mm. loving on yourself. She was loving herself through that song when nobody else would. And I just, I, I'm sorry. I just... I think Rumors is one of my favorite songs right now. Because she's like, if you if you think I'm ratchet now with my ass hanging out, <laughs> then just wait till the summer when they let me out. I was like, hit a girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, anyway, the lyrics, I'm just yes, like, okay. she's just like, it's fine. And then, like, Tempo with Missy yeah, Elliott. Yeah. I was like, she got, like oh. I said, Lizzo has got good songs. But going back to the show, it's like, yes. that whole thing about the movie is that whole thing of women supporting each other. Yes. That's what you saw in The Woman King. Mm-hmm. Like the sisterhood was like on fire, on it point. Was. Like the fact that they were just together, and making themselves like well, you could see the dynamics of like because mm-hmm. you saw in the beginning where like Naoi was supposed to be married to this uncle. Oh my god! Oh, he was be nineteen. He married her off to some like fifty year old. I was so mad when he, he like he slapped her, her in the face, and the parents mm-hmm. standing there like this is fine. Yeah, they didn't do like, anything. That's unfortunate, but that's that, that's how it was. That's how it was. Once they were trying to sell you off, or mm-hmm. you went to your husband's house. 
Anything they do to you, you have to take it. That's why I like that they have this here. Too. It was like a rebellion almost. Mm-hmm. So the weird thing was, the unfortunate thing was like the Dahomey women were considered to be like the leftovers. The people, they were the women that were thought to be too ugly to marry, the women that nobody wanted, Desirable. the problem women, yeah. the ones you couldn't get in line, mm-hmm. those kind of women. And then even they were trained like that from when they were like young. Actually, like really young, like below fourteen, they will train them in those weird ways. One of the, and I like that they showed you guys the the scene where they were doing the initiation, where they had to walk through the barbed, um, the thorny mm-hmm. bushes, mm-hmm. because that's one of the tests they had during that time mm-hmm. to test their strength and stuff. But and then what one thing they didn't mention in the movie is that if these women decided not to be part of it, like once they were given to this mm-hmm. or put into this, if they decided not to fight or do what they actually, did, they were beheaded quick. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was just like a lot was happening for these women. It was still not perfect. It was still the patriarchy. You still even saw the part where the king was like, hey, check yourself, Naniska. Check yourself. So Viola Davis' character had to be like, you know, she wanted to go save her mm-hmm. her daughter. Mm-hmm. But the king, of course, did not know that was her daughter. At the same time, he's like, uh-uh. I admire you, but don't forget, I'm the king. Mm-hmm. You better obey me, even though she didn't. <laughs> it was still but like- I still like, I like the fact that, I mean, I appreciated what he was saying because like maybe for him it was a little bit male female but i felt it was more of a i'm the king it's not just like i'm a male it's uh, like okay that's like right. when they're the ruler yeah you can't just have people just you're right you're right i also felt that he was kind of reasonable though yeah like, he, he was very reasonable i love that about guy, him the enemy guy the, the oh yo yeah oh king he was more like the kings you see during right. that time yeah. that like hey i don't care and I hate to say this, but the Oyo people, I, I remember telling Whitney this, but the Oyo people are actually Yoruba people. Because mm-hmm. Oyo is our, that's our words. There's an Oyo state still in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And they were the, Oba is what they call them, but Oba means king in Yoruba. Mm-hmm. So I knew what they were talking about. And his name was Oba Adem, which means king, crown. Crown means, Ade means crown. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, why they gotta be the enemy? But I was like, it makes <laughs> sense. So, but just so you know, there were cultures and tribes that were, they did not mind selling their people, okay? Mm-hmm. They did not mind. Um, but I wanted to bring up something that I really liked. I liked the character of Malik. Mm-hmm. Malik character came in, I brought this up while we were talking that night after the first time we watched it mm-hmm. with your mom and Jane, mm-hmm. um, where I like having a character like him who, the mom was a slave, mm-hmm. but she still remembered where she came from. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so far into the slave trade where black people had forgotten where they came from completely. Mm-hmm. So she was a slave, but she still remembered her home. Mm-hmm. And she told her son, who was half white, mm-hmm. that she need to go back there and see this and see our people and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like what he ended up doing, even though he came with the slavers. By the end of the time when everything went down and like they were killing all the colonizers, which was my favorite scene, <laughs> I was like, I'm telling you, I was the whole thing up. Oh yes, burning it all you? down. Weren't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, you guys with me, I was sitting next to her. I was doing punches and stuff. And I was like, take those colonizers down. And the, the theater, the first time we watched, it was loud. Like people were shouting. <laughs> I was happy, but I love that scene and I love what he represented. Was that 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 um that internal conflict of him mm-hmm. because it's like this is half yeah him half not he's part of it and he's not part of it mm-hmm. and it's honestly they're all part of it but it's like he was torn from the beginning as soon as he saw how they were treated he's like wow my mom 
I like I liked his face. His face changed as soon as I saw the black people just like hanging mm-hmm. by these things and mm-hmm. how they were treated like animals, like they were treated mm-hmm. so badly, and it disturbed him from the beginning. And how mm-hmm. he loved he you could just tell he was in love with that girl. He was like, mm, oh yeah, I see me some Nawi. You know, <laughs> yeah. he was yep. like Nawi, can I holler at a chick? <laughs> and she was like, oh, uh, we can do. We, I can see you outside the gate, okay? <laughs> and I love that. But he was just like, oh, this is some black beauty right here. Mm-hmm. But I love his idea to turn around turn on his friend you i think they grew up together or something yeah and he turned on his friend and he was like you know what they are gonna kill you but you you're part of the problem he's like you need to go because i'm gonna set these black people free okay i love that and you know the thing of it is because like they were friends but what he was really doing was he was doing the right thing it wasn't about turning on his friend it was about doing the right exactly. thing and mm-hmm. he was like i'm just trying mm-hmm. to free these people mm-hmm. what happens to you that was on you mm-hmm. but i'm freeing these people because this shouldn't be happening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly and i like to think you know i wonder what would happen if like we went further if he had stayed if he had gone away if, you know i just wonder i know that him and now we couldn't be really because again even though now we was like why can't we have you know husbands mm-hmm. just like like the guys do because the guys that are part of the guard they have wives and children but the women were not allowed to mm-hmm. um and so she's like why can't we have some a boo thing on the side because if you saw malik without his shirt on you'd be like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. do you think that maybe even part of it is <laughs> maybe they think that women are more emotional or no, become because, or oh go ahead Charlie. well i mean saying compared it to men how they were able to have families and whatnot I think it's because the women were supposed to be of service. Mm -hmm. And so to show that they were serving and doing this is like they had to put that whole thing because the roles of women at that Mm -hmm. time, like once you became a wife and mother, you were like the busy, you're doing this, you're doing that. And he was like, if you're too busy fighting, you can't, I mean, if you're too busy like taking care of your child and your Mm -hmm. husband and cooking, you're not going to be able to fight. Mm -hmm. So they put that limitation on the women already. I don't even know if it's just, just that. I feel like it's a priority thing. Like, I feel like once you have a child, if you're a good parent, that should become your number one. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what they're saying. That's like, they notice that if you're not going to be able to be a good mom or a good wife, if you're also a fighter. So they're like, they put this on. They're like, they they want them to just be fighters. Mm -hmm. So the men could do that because they were men. But because the men could at any point leave Mm -hmm. because, again, they're not domestic. But the women are the domestic, and if that ca- happens, they end up having children or anything. Of course, they will not be of service. They not because they have to take care of their child. Mm-hmm. They have to go cook for the man and the ho- so they made that a real uh thing. Hey, you can't have these. Yeah, That's what I, I think. I just feel it like the, 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 the roles. To, well, I mean, I don't know that much about that, but I just feel like if you're just looking at not just from an African culture, but mm-hmm. just a culture in general. Like a woman, since she's like usually the caretaker of the child, like mm-hmm. her focus is going to be on a child. So it's mm-hmm. not just like the cooking thing and everything and the domestic part. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. we're saying the same thing, Whitney. It's like the woman will not be able to focus mm-hmm. on just the fighting. She right. will focus on the child. Right. So that's another thing. Because she looked it's at like Naniska. She was like, exactly. when she found out that was her mm-hmm. daughter, she was like, no, she I'm going to do king. whatever yeah. I have to, to do back. Yep. just to mm-hmm. protect my child. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're talking about. Because if you go with emotion and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. then you're going to, what happens? You can get hurt. You can yeah. get, if you're thinking about my daughter is also here fighting, you're going to be like, I got to do something to save her. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. all this kind of stuff. They're like, so it's like, we're saying the same thing. I think Whitney, it was like, you can't focus. So right. they made that a priority that the women have to just fight. They have to be extension of social. So they can't have those 
focuses. They can't be drawn those, you know, putting, they can't have those roles, uh, um, along with being the soldier mm-hmm. because the men can compartmentalize and women are not, I don't know if women can't mm-hmm. do that, but they're not expected to because they were like, you wouldn't be a mother if you're not focused on your child. You wouldn't be a good wife if you're not focused on cooking and mm-hmm. taking care of your husband, all that kind of stuff. And it's like the women, especially when it comes to having the children, their focus will be on the child, you know, to be like, like, look what happened with Nanesca. She had to get rid of hers, you know, and then mm-hmm. they would have probably kicked her out. You know, they had, yeah. if they saw that. She, I'm not gonna lie. I wonder how she was gonna hide that baby bump in the first place. Right. Even me, I'm like, with those clothes, you can still see a baby bump. How'd she do it? You know what I mean? <laughs> I oh, forgot. I, I forget saying. about that part because she she said something about it, but I can't remember. What she, she was said. captured. She was captured. Yeah. And raped so maybe that's why. Times. I mean, was... but like after she escaped, like I don't know how far along she was. Oh, yeah, really. So I don't know if she was just far enough she along where she, she could hide along. before she could come back to the tribe, yeah, or like what? I know some women like carry small, but it's like a baby bump so she could carry them to term and you have to look at during that time there was no um there was no like maternity clothes there was no like this was all there was no epidural they would just have nothing like you said she just had that thing in the in the in the, in the bush you know so <laughs> anyway let's talk about some some controversies or things that we didn't really care about chad what was something i know you were talking about this controversy surrounding this film can you go into that a little bit more Yes. Well, the controversy was about the the Atlantic slave trade. Mm-hmm. So there was some discussions going on on social media about um, just bringing more of that to light. In mm-hmm. in that, like we discussed yesterday, that really wasn't the focus of the film, mm-hmm. but that was just kind of interesting to learn that um, there were African tribes that did sell their people into mm-hmm. the slave trade. So it, it was a business transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I did hear that people wanted to boycott the film because of that. Because they uh, film. Wait, what? So they were <laughs> in protest because a- Africans sold blacks, you mm-hmm. know, sold their people into mm-hmm. slavery, mm-hmm. and that really wasn't kind of touched upon in the movie, and it wasn't the movie wasn't based on actual history and kind of so these people didn't watch the film then no right 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 because it's like they they actually did like go into that they forget that i'm like the film is one is a fictional film two it says it's based off really that's not most films that are based on historical time periods are not all like exact accurate Mm. so it's like to me like you said like it's not fair for them to just be like oh i heard this word too glorifying slavers I heard this in association with why some people were not watching the film. And I was like, this did not I, happen. I didn't film. think it glorified slavers no, exactly, at all. Not at all. There was no glorification of slavers. And I was like, why are you getting mad about this? So it's like, so you can't watch no Holocaust film? You can't watch, like, you can't watch no, no film about the Revolutionary War? I'm like, these are fish, fictional films about these time periods. We can't escape the history. Right. That's why I'm like, everybody, that's, that's why I don't like this whole um critical race theory all that kind of stuff because it's like they're trying to sugarcoat and escape the bad that was done in the past nobody's blaming you current white people for things but it's like you need to recognize the part the race had in the past like Mm. they are that's why i like what the film did they did not gloss over the whole thing that even the king said himself in the film that yes in the past their brothers the previous king Mm -hmm. had they the dahomey had 
prospered because they did sell their people. Mm -hmm. They sold the captives that they got from other like tribal wars and all that kind of stuff. So they did mention it. They mentioned everybody had a hand to play. Mm -hmm. But to me, to boycott the film because you feel some kind of way about that, I'm like, you're just not acknowledging history then. And they didn't even just like mention it. They like, it was a, it was like a actual discussion. It wasn't a main focus, but it's not like they just glossed over it and mentioned it really quickly. It was a thing that he had to decide too. Like, Mm -hmm. not, not Niska brought it to him like we need to stop this this might affect our wealth mm-hmm. but this like it was something he had to think about like okay we might not be at the like near the top because we might not make as much money if we start selling palm oil instead of slaves mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. other people but like it was something he had to think about and mm-hmm. he decided he was like no i will not be like selling any of our mm-hmm. people to you anymore so like and even um what's her name she said it in the film she's like the white people the europeans have brought morality to this yes. place mm-hmm. they will not stop yeah. till all of africa is there that was so mm-hmm. true mm-hmm. they they ended up, that was the that was the hypo- mm-hmm. um hypocrisy of them mm-hmm. they came and they professed to bring you know civility mm-hmm. and morality mm-hmm. because of what they believe but they really were hypo- like they were the most hypocritical race in the world like every time they get everything they, they did such barbaric things to yes. people but you're supposed to be coming and showing them the way. I thought it was like, anyway, and remember, they were full of bullshit. Remember but. when they came and he was like, they're a bunch of savages. Mm, so right. you're trying like, to bring the savage land. Yeah. It's contradicting. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But then you came down to the, where the king was, you brought gifts, you brought it. I'm like, what's all this? And it's interesting because you also think of like, just like colonial, like the British colonialism. Like when we watched RRR, like the, the horrors of the that British, they did. The, the everywhere and then they thinking went. about like when I was talking to Jane about like, you know, colorism and stuff, like mm-hmm. maybe it already existed like in places like India or maybe, I don't know if it existed in Africa or not, but like it feels like it was more perpetuated by the british colonizers mm-hmm. Definitely. because it was the closer you were to them the better mm-hmm. you were mm-hmm. the better you were treated in life right that kind of thing what's rrr oh it's Ooh, an indie movie yes. you should watch bollywood movies yes. it doesn't have as much um dancing so in case you're not like as big of a business it's Whitney. only got like <laughs> two or three dance numbers very good ones but it doesn't have as many as like the other ones but it's, it's like an action-packed film yeah it's on um, netflix and it follows it's, yeah and you and do have to the R letter R. like yep mm-hmm. rise revolt, rise, revolt. Dang. <laughs> rise roar revolt, roar yeah Rise, Revolt, and Roar, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's really good. It's like one of the top indie movies. Like I, people who are watching, it and it's a too. great action movie too. Like but they did a great job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With, like the action scenes and stuff. You mentioned yeah. it. Talk about colonialism. Yeah, okay. because the British. It, it was talking about. Okay. It was takes place during the time where the British were controlling India. Okay. So yeah, right. so you see the difference between like somebody fighting for their people, and then mm-hmm. another Indian person was he joined the British army, mm-hmm. and then he you see different things happening between mm-hmm. the two. It's a very good film. It sounds it's interesting. Very, very it's also very action packed too. Mm-hmm. So. It's a really good film. It really is. You should is. watch it. And then listen to our show afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the show Shashi was on. My sister Shashi. Oh, okay. she watched it with us. Because she was like, you have to watch it. She's been saying it to me for weeks. And I was like, nah, man. And I sat and watched it. And I was like, oh, my God. This is so good. Okay. <laughs> definitely have it on my list. Anyway. um, So what else do you want to say about this movie, The Woman King? It's just phenomenal, y'all. Y'all need to go it's, watch it. It's great. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I don't think it was just so awesome. I, I loved it. I loved I, it. I love the film. Like I could watch it again, honestly. It's so rich. It, it, yeah, it was awesome. It's definitely the popcorn turner. Like I, <laughs> I mean, I'm, oh, I have to say this: the issues of like 
I like that when it came to the stories of the women that you saw that all the women all had different backgrounds mm. and different stories. But what I like because Viola Davis, she has to have these kind of characters that are like full mm-hmm. with all these issues and like you. She brought she boiled it down simply and everybody's complicated. But she was like Nanesca to her. She's like Nanesca is a rape uh, survivor, mm-hmm. a domestic violence or survivor, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like she's a she was a victim and she, but she was a survivor of it. Mm-hmm. And she she let that be kind of like a like a pillar or a guiding light for like what this woman's about, mm-hmm. you know. And then the fact that her daughter just ended up coming back to her. Mm-hmm. It just is like a full story of mm-hmm. healing for her, mm-hmm. you know. And I love the scene. The scene that like really got me. Um, number one scene that really got me was seeing Nawi cry over Igozi's body. That mess. Oh my god! Me. Her cry was so primordial. Just like, mm-hmm. ah, like I was just like, I can't watch. That's I how felt, I was feeling like inside I was, too. Yeah. I felt like I was invading a private moment, mm-hmm. and I was like, and I was pissed because they're like. Like people backed up because they saw what was happening, but at the same time, then that stupid, um, the stupid Alba guy, he was like, "You want her a hundred dollars?" You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, "Bastard!" That does bring oh. up something else that I thought about that I forgot to mention. Oh wait, wait, let me finish this. Okay, yeah. But um, my thing was seeing the full circle of the healing mm-hmm. was that that scene mm-hmm. where the two of them were talking because you I like that they were realistic about this you just find you knew your orphan you just finding out that this woman is your mother mm-hmm. let's not be let's not pretend and feel like that's like a smooth journey mm-hmm. process thing I like how it's like she was awkward then she was feeling awkward she didn't know what to do the other one didn't know what to do and it was like oh this is why I'm connected to her this is what I'm seeing in her mm-hmm. but then it was also like I felt for Naui because she was like she apologized because she felt like she was a representation of something negative that happened Mm -hmm. to her and then right in there Naniska was like no you were not the thing that hurt me Mm -hmm. and then she's like you're my daughter Mm -hmm. oh my god that part just blew I was done I was done like I never felt so many emotions in one film in my Mm -hmm. life because it was like you felt like the pride you want them you felt sad you were crying with them you were joyful with Mm -hmm. them but that scene I just love how they showed that healing that was beginning what do you think about the revelation scene in the tooth oh my god that was what do you think about that scene I mean, it was, I don't know, I, I used the word smooth yesterday, but Viola just went in, like, it, she didn't sugarcoat it, mm-hmm. she just, this is, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was just impactful, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It had a lot of punch. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what were you going to say, Whitney? No, actually, you said, what I was going to say, I was glad that, like you said, that they didn't make this, oh, you're my daughter, mm-hmm. you're my mother, oh. I'm so glad about that. Let's mm-hmm. hug. Everything's okay. It's like, no, like this, I'm fucked up right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I need a moment. Right. Even a moment or two. She was only like, mom, will you come and dance with us? Oh, yeah. yeah. She was that just was like, that was the cutest <laughs> thing it was ever. Cute. It was. It was so, it, I like the way they did that. It was, it was subtle. It wasn't this like, completely fairy tale right yeah. but it was a nice moment it was like it was the beginning of healing mm-hmm. but it's like it's not just like immediate acceptance it's mm-hmm. like this is like hard i'm sure like difficult for both of them mm-hmm. one like she said she's like you're not the thing that hurt me but that's probably very painful mm-hmm. for like considering to know you're the product of rape yes yeah. for yeah. like for Nanesca, um naniska but then for Nawi, like she's like 
my life was hard mm-hmm. because I didn't have, have my, my mother. Yeah. Like my mm-hmm. like they tried to sell me to some dude. Mm-hmm. Like I ended up here because that was like the re- last resort. My adoptive father sold me mm-hmm. to, after getting her, and then they sold her. Yeah, you know? so like that's a that's a lot of trauma and pain on both sides. Mm-hmm. So I like like you said that they didn't just sugarcoat they're like no this is that difficult just like these people were just raised to be warriors in the beginning like no they came from trauma most of the women were traumatized mm. by something whether it was mm. just their their role in life i mean even izogi's story you saw that she was like 14 and then her virginity was sold to the highest bidder and there were all these crap men and her mom had no pity for her her mom was like this harsh woman mm. and then izogi was like nah when the fourth one came she or the third one came she was like no i'm getting out of it i'm gonna cut a bitch you know mm. what i mean i'm gonna burn a bitch that's what she says excuse the, excuse the word but she was like <laughs> i'm gonna burn him down and she was like i'm getting out of here mm. and you see that those kind of things like most of the women were traumatized the other ones were captives I like mm-hmm. how the girl that died early, I wish I could remember her name, but yeah. she was from the Mahi people. Mm-hmm. And she was like, her main reason for staying was that mm-hmm. she's like, here, I'm going to be the hunter and not the prey. Yeah. That was powerful it to was. her. Yes, it was. As a woman, like, when you don't have power in that time, it was like, for her, she's like, she was seeing you and, you, and also you see the, the good of empowering women, mm-hmm. what they can become, what they can do. And I was like, no, when they rolled up to Alba the first time and they were like presenting the gift and it was really the heads of the people they left. <laughs> that was bold. That one. Was, that was yes. mad bold. But two, they were like, oh my God. The, they was like, he was like, they're the only people. They, they don't even have enough worry. They weren't mad enough that they sent women to fight. Be like, oh, okay, these women going to show you a thing or two. Mm-hmm. Multiple times they got him. And they got him at the end. They so, retreated too. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> so a, a tra- there was a thing about the scene she was talking about that you mentioned. Oh yeah. So did you think that maybe Naui was Oba's child? Maybe or what, I thought, we were talking about this I in the thought theater? that because she kept having flashbacks of being raped mm-hmm. by him, by him specifically. Mm-hmm. But like you said, she was raped so much, and mm-hmm. like men don't really know who the father might be. I know. I kind of feel like. It was. That's a good but, I mean, we can, you know, there's no way I, to verify. I, but yeah, I feel like that's probably the case as well because mm-hmm. I felt like he was almost the one who got to keep her. Mm-hmm. So more than likely, but there was like a line of men outside. Mm-hmm. In her, oh, okay, her dreams. Remember, she had reoccurring mm-hmm. dreams, and she mentioned towards the end that they were. I don't know. They're flashbacks of her being mm-hmm. raped, but. I think it had something to do with the rape. The um, beast thing. She kept yeah, about a beast. I think it was him. Maybe metaphorically, might have been him and just her have being raped, you know. Mm. Um, but I'd like to think that it was him. Oh, as the, that was the father. Yeah. I think she was saying the beast at the end of the thing was her. Yeah. Oh, okay. that was she she had recognized what well, I like that they actually talked about this because mm-hmm. in African cultures dreams mean a lot. Mm-hmm. So like I remember my mom always tells me if you're eating in your dream, it's not a good thing. You have to pray. She always said like, so it's like, it's still a thing that happens now mm-hmm. where dreams and all this kind of spiritual stuff is very much elevated mm-hmm. as important things in our society. Well, some dreams are nonsense, mm-hmm. of course, but some mm-hmm. dreams, especially the ones you have habitually are mm-hmm. very important. Mm-hmm. And I was like, these are like just cultural nuggets and things that I'm just like, Oh my mm-hmm. God. Yeah. I'm not the only one that does this. You guys can see now, this mm-hmm. is a thing from our culture, you know? Mm-hmm. It was just so many things. The fashion in this film was phenomenal. Mm. The queens the were just looking great. Yes. The makeup and everything. Yeah. And I was just like, even the, the outfits that the you know, the Agogier wore, mm. I just thought it was wonderful. Like, 
I don't know. I have what else we could. We could talk all day about this film. Yeah. But it was just. <laughs> it was just amazing. It's uh, like you're. You could never be bored. Even though my niece was irritating me because she was like, I'm bored. And she's like, it got a little yeah. boring to me. And I'm like, that's she because you're on your phone and you're a 10 year old <laughs> and you have <laughs> no patience or attention span for anything. TikTok generation. Yeah. It, yes. it, it did engage you the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was. Like you yeah. said it did take you through a roller coaster. You, yes. Yeah. It, did. it had you, great, it, like, her seven no year pacing issues at the all. The seven year old mm-hmm. was engrossed the whole time. So it was just, <laughs> honestly, it was just my 10 year old niece who has no. Anyway, kids with phones. It's just ruining their brains. Oh, I know. Yes. Okay. So is there any other things you'd like to add to this? I just... I'm just feeling it. It's it's an awesome film. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to get into the ratings now, y'all. Whitney, I feel like you had something else to say. You were looking like pensive just then. Oh, I was just... I don't know. I was just thinking about, like, the trial, like you were talking about, when, like, through the barbed wire, where she went back and saved her friend. That was a To pull her forward. And then, like, um, Nanska was, like, yelling at her about how mm-hmm. she did that but i'm like that's your daughter she right. got that from you you go back you go you back with you <laughs> honestly okay before we before we get to rating mm-hmm. you're right because that was a a, a thing that i loved about naoi the mm-hmm. most um and i think you both said he goes uh izogi was your favorite character yes who's your favorite chad oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Nanesca. Nanesca was awesome right Nanesca. i actually really i really like um amenza because she's like a strong like oh side. yeah she's like a strong like lieutenant person yes um but uh Naoi was one of my favorites too because her character i know y'all looking a little <laughs> blustery outside what's going on I with the weather right. i know i did not know the rain anyway but Naoi, the fact that she kept saving especially that one friend mm-hmm. but she just kept saving people she cared about like it was like even you saw that peak sister film. Yeah, she saved her friend multiple times. Mm-hmm. The one that was like not even she didn't have to go back during. This was a test. She could have lost and not came in first, mm-hmm. but she went back for her friend and still came in first. Mm-hmm. She went back and she she helped um Izogi when she feel, realized Izogi got captured. Mm-hmm. Izogi was about to like take a knife and cut her throat, her mm-hmm. own throat. She mm-hmm. was like, nah, it's better to be dead than to you know right. go to other lands where you don't know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. to you and how she just like buck up girl you helped me so much when mm-hmm. i was training now i'm helping you mm-hmm. and she's like we're doing this together they came up with the idea they when they were honestly mm-hmm. and i think izogi from the past would have been like now nah, i'm running and she because she was at a clear she could exactly but she i didn't think that she would have got shot I, I mean, because that sister kept... came back for her mm-hmm. she came back for her too she and then like, she, nah. unfortunately she died but she did and i was like i love how like when she heard her she was like it was like no hesitation just like no i'm going back no like, was well, she was arrogant little thing in the beginning but she, i really love her character grow. she, she was fiery she was like kicking ass mm-hmm. i just wish she could have had like malik a... i'm sorry <laughs> That, that true leader. Leader. Come on, <laughs> that British dude. Oh, yeah, Lord, he was fine. But not. You're right. Like, even though Izogi was my favorite, like all all of them did such great yeah. performances. And you I know, love how the ensemble even though, together is good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was like an ensemble. Like the main focus was uh, Naniska, mm-hmm. but um, and then of course Nawi, like being mm-hmm. her daughter that you didn't know was her daughter. But they had such great storylines for the other characters mm-hmm. too. They weren't mm-hmm. just like side characters. They're like really well developed and stuff mm-hmm. you saw the roles and the, and you saw the, the growth mm-hmm. right. i love that you saw like growth of the other characters too because like you said like she <laughs> like if she went based off of naniska's um like um i don't know what would you say philosophy she's like yeah 
I would step on her head. Oh, yeah. Great. Amanda, I knew that. Amanda, I took Amanda a second. She's like, did you just say you're going to step on my head? Her facial reaction. She was like, hold up. But she was like, no. Like, Nawi was a true leader because a true leader inspires other people to grow and be better. And like you said, um, I forget which one of y'all said it. Like, you thought that before Izogi might have left her. Yeah. But it's like, no, this time she did not hesitate. She was like, no. I'm going mm-hmm. back. This mm-hmm. is my sister. She did not mm-hmm. hesitate to go back. Even yeah. She died! Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. I just love the film, y'all. All right, so let's do our rating. Yes. All right. Yes. So for me, I'm going to give it a 10 glasses. This is just my film. Honestly, even if you don't like like slave time stuff or what, well, this one doesn't really show the slavery part except for the capturing part, but this is just a well-rounded, awesome film. Like, you can watch this multiple times. Even my sister to me told me, the one that had the two kids, she was like, for her, she was like, the film gave her motivation. Mm. She was like, motivation. And I'm like, for what? To kill folks? She was like, not to fight. <laughs> to learn to fight. And that's like, you know well, what? To learn to I fight. I felt like power from that mm. film. Like, you wanted, you felt proud and you wanted to mm-hmm. go like, ah, I gotta go take some lessons. <laughs> and it's just a great feeling from the film. And yeah. I'm just like, anybody who likes films wants an enjoyable thing to watch. This is a good one. So mm. I give it 10 glasses. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> All right. What about Shit. you? I'm going to have to give it 10 glasses as well. I think it's inspirational for anyone, you know, just the story itself. Again, it is, um, it does exude a lot of pride, Mm. but I mean, it's, there's lessons to be learned that all of us can, can take away. So, right. Yes. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Let me see the film. <laughs> what about you, Whitney Chan? We're going to give this an average of 10 glasses because I am also giving it 10 glasses. I gorge you. Chan, you got to buck up your woosu, girl. Woosu. Is that better? Is that okay, better? Fine. You do the, you do the chant. Let me, let me, let me do it. I one more time. Oh man, that was great. Yes. All right. Well, Chavi, thank you for joining us on the episode today. Thank you for having me. Awesome insights from you. Yeah. Finally, she has caved to my invitation. My nerves, y'all. My nerves. But um, Whitney and Bola, you know, made me feel very comfortable, and I appreciate them for that. If y'all, if y'all can feel how I'm feeling right now, I'm shaking a little bit. Oh, but. You have wonderful things to say. Like, yes. I love everything you've contributed so far. And that's why I was like, I'm telling you, Chad has way more things to say, y'all. When it comes to the black women, that's why I was like, I need to have her on for this episode because she's such a believer in lifting up black female women, dark skinned women, everything. Like, yeah. let's get rid of this colorism. Let's put our dark sisters on a pedestal. Yes, just like, girl. Let's yes. get rid of the, the, you know, the color definitions we all some shade of brown that's you know right. what I mean that's, that's right. right and let's that love right. each other and lift each other up together yes. so yes. I love that's why I have to have you on the show <laughs> to talk about this because this film does everything you talk about mm-hmm. and I knew you would have some great things to say so thank you for coming thank yes. you thank you Chad alright Whitney anything else no girl I think we just gonna blur out bye everybody bye Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to our show on whatever podcast listening app you use and share the show with other blurred and non-blurred family and friends. And if you like our episode, please rate and review us on iTunes. 
The intro and outro music is Twilight by Caption. You can find them on SoundCloud, the username Caption, spelled C-A-P-S-H-U-N. The show notes are by Bola Hansen, and the audio engineering is by Whitney Booker. And you can contact us by email at blurredtalkbw at gmail.com. And also, don't forget to get social, you guys. You can find us on our social media at Instagram and Twitter with our at handle being at BlurredTalkBW. And we've got our individual things going on too, y'all. So you can find me, your Blurred Fashionista, on Instagram and Twitter at BolaStoryB. That's B with two E's like the insect. And I've got my own personal YouTube channel, just Bola Sade. That's B-O-L-A-S-H-A-D-E. D's and dog, E is an elephant. And this is Whitney. You can find me at my company, Luminati Studios. The email address is wit at luminavi.com. That's W-H-I-T at L-U-M-E-N-A-V-I.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Luminavi Studios.